welcome to another episode of the Circle of the Panda podcast. Hope this message finds you doing well, regardless of where you are in that time of day. Right now, it is 5.42 in the morning, and I am sitting downstairs in my son's bedroom, bed hat, wearing clothes that I slept in overnight, so you will not see this video anywhere on the social media outlets. But again, I hope wherever you are that you're doing well. And if you're here, I'm just very, very grateful that I have the opportunity to be in your ear, even if only just for a few minutes. This episode is called Faith in Business. I do want to put a, a couple of disclaimers, as they would say, before I get started into this. My intentions of this podcast is not to force my faith on you. I, I don't feel it's my place. I have a certain belief system. And it, it was obvious in the last podcast episodes, if, you, if you're listening to this as they progress or as, as they're posted, you will notice it was on darkness. So in that, it was very, very obvious where my faith is, uh, what my faith is based on. But my intent is not to push a, um, a certain belief system on you, but it's impossible in my discussion to not include my own because this is a journey of this. Now, wh why do I say that? If you reach out to me and say, you know, JD and and Matthew one four, uh, what does it say there? And I'm not so sure I understand it. If you try to ask me those kind of deep, those kind of questions about that, I will have a discussion with you about what I know or what I've experienced. But if it gets into a deep uh, debate over what a, a biblical verse means or the or the the, the differences between the religions, I'm going to skirt that one and dance around it. In fact, if you reach out to me in general and say, I want to talk to you about faith issues or deep business issues, I'm probably going to say, you know what? How about we play pickleball first? Let's play first, get to know one another. And then maybe if we're both comfortable and open-minded, we can get in, in kind of, any kind of discussions on those points that you want. But I just encourage you, if you're going to reach out to me and get in some kind of debate over what certain scripture means, I'm not qualified to do that. Reach out to somebody else. I am qualified to tell you about my own personal journey through business, because that is where I spend most of my time is in business. So as I transition out of the last episodes, which were on darkness, which I definitely shared my own personal faith. Let me let me hit that let me hit that point in terms of my own faith background briefly, and why I think it's important in business. And then we're going to go to the faith in business, and we're going to go down that path because my intentions are: if you're going to start your own business or you want to improve somebody else's business, I want you to listen to these podcasts and go. I'm learning from his mistakes or what he has found right that that has worked or from the guests that are on there. So those are my intentions. Business is a platform to do great things, amazing things in this world. And I want to play some kind of role in being a catalyst along, along that path. So let me go back to my faith and then transition into faith in business. Now, in the last episodes, I mentioned being saved. Again, I am not qualified to go through the ins and outs of that and what it means and uh, to be saved and, and the um, sanctification process and those things. So if you're listening to this, do not get offended. 
do not try to reach out to me and say, but I think you were wrong on that point, or how dare you say that. I'm going to avoid those kind of discussions, but I am going to say there was a difference in my life in how the definition of save with you was used. And then again, right after this, we're going to go into faith and business briefly, and we're going to stay on the business side of things for the most part from here on out with faith mixed in because it's impossible to separate the two. There was a difference in my life between being saved when I was 14, as they say, quote, saved when I was 14 at a church camp. A church camp I went to, quite frankly, because there's some cute girls going there that I had an interest in. I had a, had a girlfriend at the time that went there with me. I, again, not the best of intentions, but that's uh, what I was interested in at the time. It's what I did. So I was saved at a church camp when I was 14. And it was under the influence of a youth pastor that was trying to check the boxes and go back and say, at this youth retreat, I saved X number of people. I didn't, I was not aware of that at the time. I guess I should have been, but I was 14 and didn't know. But I made a decision uh, based on that, right or wrong. And, and you know, it was right. I'm not sure the method was necessarily the right way is check the box and get it done. But it, it did raise my awareness and, and led me down a certain path. But at the time it was done with, um, I feel this emotional pull and this emotional draw to be saved. Now, looking back, I do wish that after that decision was made, somebody said, let me tell you what this really means almost like a mentorship but there was a difference in being saved at a church camp and and being saved as a reference in the previous episodes when i was in a dark drowning kind of situation i felt darkness so deep that i felt that i was drowning in darkness and i cried out for help and at that moment i felt a hand reached down pull me out of that and said i have you you're okay. I've got you. That is a different level of being saved for me. For me, I'm not taking away any experience that you may have had somewhere else in another place in time. But for me, two different definitions of being saved or two different degrees of being saved. One was emotional draw at a youth church camp. And the other one where I was so dark, so deep and so much in despair that I felt that Okay, I have you. I'm saving you from drowning. Two different degrees of that. Why do I mention faith at all in business? And you notice I just did a deep breath and a transition out of that topic. Why do I mention faith in business at all? Back to the intent, because the intent of this podcast is to help you succeed in business and do good things at the same time. Succeed in business and do good things at the same time. I want you to listen as I go through these things, how they have a connection back to faith, regardless of your belief system. Now, two nights ago, I had a discussion with, with someone, a friend of mine, a newfound friend of mine, and I'd be surprised if this doesn't transition into a, a long-term friendship. There's some, some personal connections we have, but she's of a different faith, and uh, my guess is that she's a Hindu. Now, I don't know that because I didn't ask her that question. I was not sizing her up saying, is she of a different faith of mine? What is your faith? That's not a question I'm going to get into 
right out of the gate, my daughter was like, Dad, I was kind of worried that one of the, you or mom were going to say something about faith at the table. And uh, I was worried about that. And that, that's not, again, my place is not trying to convert someone. If you're going to convert someone, you're typically going to do it through the way you treat them and your interaction with them and loving on them and being around them. And then they may ask questions that make them curious. But I did not get into any kind of faith. It was assumed. Maybe it's wrong to assume that. However, when we got into how she met her husband and their experience, uh, experience they had at their wedding, she described certain certain customs that led me to believe that she was of a different faith. Here's what she said, though. She's a business owner, started her own business from scratch, moved here from another country, was trained to, to be a, a dentist and started her business from scratch. And when I first saw her, one of the first comments she made was this. She said, when you start your own business, you need to be very, very sharp, very sharp. You can't waste time. And it all fall, falls on the owner. Very, very sharp. You can't waste time. And it all falls on the owner. She is describing her own personal experience, which has been mine as well. It has cut me down to the core and said, look, if you're going to do this entrepreneurship and you're going to do it well, there's some things that you're going to have to understand. It is going to taste, test, excuse me, it's going to test your faith, regardless of your faith background. It's going to test your faith. So if you hear the common language about entrepreneurship that she stated and that I'm stating and other people have shared, let me go through a few of those because it is going to test you at your core. Again, here's a deep breath and a transition into something that I'm way more comfortable talking about, and that is faith in business. I have four points here. One, all your strength and weaknesses are going to be exposed. You're going to realize very quickly, I am I am good at these things and I need to stay in those lanes, but I am terrible at these other ones. And either I'm going to have to get help or I'm going to have to do these things in a way that it's not going to kill me or my business, kill my business or destroy it. So very quickly, if you're going to make that leap into entrepreneurship, or you're even going to step up and go to a business owner and say, look, I believe that there's some things that we can do better. It's intra entrepreneurship. So you don't have to be uh, running your own business to, to, to handle a business like it's your own, right? If you're in a right, if you're in the right setting and you're the right kind of business owner, you can demonstrate those kind of traits inside their business and be wildly successful if you have the right kind of support. But if you're going to be, and you're going to think like an entrepreneurship, either for yourself or somebody else, it is going to expose all your strengths and all your weaknesses. And it's going to cut you down to the bottom line is you better be very, very sharp about those things. Secondly, there's a, there's a very good chance that you're going to fail. How do you handle failure? If you're going to try things and test them and you're going to make this leap out there. There's a very good chance, hate to tell you this, there's a very good chance that your business is going to fail or an aspect of your business is going to fail. Believe me, I have failed to the point where I didn't know that I was going to recover from it. 
I'm still failing in certain things in business. We have four or five businesses out there right now, and I don't know which ones of those are going to succeed. But what I'm doing is studying, listening to the podcast about people that have done it already and have the courage to tell me where they've succeeded and where they've failed. And, and then just learning how to deal with failure. So that's the second point. There's a very good chance that you're going to fail. Where are you going to go? What are you going to lean on when you fail? And it's going to test your faith. There's been some numbers out there that said, and I believe, I'm not going to get the number just right, but I would say, what do they say? Nine out of 10 businesses fail. Well, there's not. There's some things not included in those numbers. Nine out of 10 businesses may fail, but is it a learning experience for the business owner and they just shifted into something else, right? It goes back to learning. Nine out of 10 businesses fail, but it doesn't go therefore, or the next part of that story is, does a business, does a business owner transition to something else? And it also doesn't include something that I'm going to, that I'm going to state here. And there's a number as well, a very, very high number of businesses that fail when it gets into the third generation. Why do I say that? It's this reason. The third generation, the third generation often is too far removed from the sharpness that was created when the business owner had to suffer and learn the hard parts of what it means to start a business or run a business, the sharpness, the 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 uh, lack, you can't waste time in meetings that are just about a bunch of nothing. You have to move quick. You have to assess. You have to be comfortable with the risk. When it gets down to the third generation, you do not see the suffering. Either two things. Either you do not experience the suffering if you're the business owner, or you're too far removed from see the business suffering, from seeing the business suffering. You get in that third and fourth generation. It is made for you and it is done. And that's where you will see a fair amount of businesses. I cannot remember the number. I think it was in above 80 as well that will fail when they get into third generation. Now, if they were founded on something solid, failure may take a while. But you really have to be careful not to lose the sharpness that was developed from the initial founder. How does faith look like when it's based on the founder? How do you make sure that stayed in place? How do you make sure the culture stays solid? How do you make sure you make the right decisions? How do you make sure you, you, you add and remove the right people quickly, but yet in a fair way? How do you make sure you're listening to the right people that are challenging the, the, the status, that are making those changes? In my own personal business with Circle the Panda and all the businesses associated with it now, we have about four or five of them. That are, that are out there being launched because we're a business incubator. My wish is this, that if my son gets into this, and I hope he does, I hope my business, come, I hope my son goes, dad, I want to be in this business with you if that's what he wants to do. But my son has seen the suffering. He is not, I've hidden certain things from him, but he cannot be around this situation without picking up on some of the stuff I've been through. So my hope that he is he, that he comes in into it, learns from what I did, progresses and takes it forward. But probably by the time his kids get involved in it, that we move on to something else, either sell it, close it down or transition out. 
Why do I say that? It's because failure, failure is something that a business owner is going to have to be comfortable with. And what do you do in the failure and how do you limit the chances of that? And then how do you learn from it? Third point, you can't afford to waste time or money. And I made reference to that in my previous point. You cannot afford to waste time or money. You have to get to the point. You have to get to the truth of the matter. If you're in entrepreneurship, you're going to have to say, look, I can't afford to waste time on this issue that does not add value to others or to my business. I just can't afford the waste of time. And I can't afford time to waste the money. If you've been fortunate to have a lot of seed money or someone's giving you something, or again, you're a, you know, you're the third gen or fourth generation that goes into that, be aware of the fact that if you're given that money up front and you're not bootstrapping, it could be something that you waste it because you think it's going to last or it's out there. And you can't afford, if you're going to succeed, to waste time or waste money. There has to be has to be a somewhat quick assessment of does this add value to what I'm trying to accomplish, to the, the vision of the business. And then the fourth thing, the business, and, and the last one, because look, I could go and you know, a hundred different points on faith and business. And that's the point of this podcast. And that's going to have, that's why you're going to hear it. We go throughout every single episode is here's what this is about. And you're going to hear the overlap and what it means to run a successful business through about every episode. So back to the fourth point, because I want to end on the fourth point here. And that is that the business had better be based on sound values. It'd be better better be based on sound values. And now I just loop back to the very beginning in the topic of this podcast, and that is faith in business. Where is your value system? What is at the core of your belief system and your faith? I am not going to elaborate on this because I, I want to end on this point uh, and I want you to kind of let this settle in. Is your belief system is your faith based on making the world a better place and doing some good things in the world around you? Is your belief system based, hang on this, regardless of what you call, regardless of the label that applies to your belief system, is your own personal value system and belief system based on having a positive impact on the people around you. That is the faith point, the fourth point, and probably the very most important point of this entire podcast episode. Is your faith, is your belief system based on having a positive impact on the people around you? If you have any questions at all, then you can reach out to me directly at jd at circlethepanda.com. Again, I hope in some way this episode has helped you. You're going to see some guests coming up starting uh, most likely tomorrow and Thursday, if you're listening as they're, as they're coming out, and um, uh, that are going to help you. And as they describe their own journey into business, you're going to hear these solos as well about my own 
uh, walk through this journey. And uh, But with that, I'm going to end this. And if you need anything at help or you want to see some of the people we partner with or hear from them, you can find us at circleofthepanda.com and reach out to me directly at jd at circleofthepanda.com. And with this, I'll end this episode and I wish you all the best and peace.